Hey, I'm Zach McMath, and you're listening to the What's Up Whitecaps podcast. Welcome to the fourth episode of What's Up Whitecaps with Ben and Tom. The Whitecaps lost again last Saturday, and this week is an off week due to international break. Although there's no Caps action this week, we still have plenty to talk about. We'll review the last game versus Houston, chat about Canada's game on Sunday, bring you your development update, and even for this episode, we have a very special guest. Yeah, Tom, thanks for that intro. We've got a really special guest this week. We were able to talk to head coach Mark DeSantos after training on Thursday and chat with him a bit about his first few months in Vancouver. So the Whitecaps this past week dropped their third game in a row, first time they've ever dropped the first three in the season in their eight-year MLS history. Uh, Again, they dropped it by one goal and were done in by some defensive errors and by VAR as well. That was another issue this week, as it has been the last couple weeks. So we'll start off on a positive note. What's something you liked about this performance in the 3-2 loss against Houston? Well, even though it was a penalty, I loved Freddie Montero's goal. Because Freddie Montero gets a goal, the momentum builds, it's really good, especially going to the international break. And I think now he's going to really feel at home again and the, the goal is just going to keep on going. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully that gets Freddie, the monkey off his back, so to say, and gets him going for the rest of the year. He's been stuck in this system of kind of as a target man and he doesn't fit that system. Uh, yeah. We saw that two years ago with Robinson. So hopefully he can get some good service and putting one in the back of the net gets him going. So what's something you didn't like about the game? I didn't like the amount of shots um, that Houston took. Houston took 21 shots. Only six were on target, but still the fact that they took 21 shots, I don't like that. And they were all, most of them were very close shots, very close to net, even though they weren't shots on goal. And Vancouver only had seven shots in total with three on target. That's something we need to work with. But, however, defense takes a bit of time to, you know, get into how the manager wants you to play defense, sorry, and the chemistry of the defenders. That's really vital. And I think it's going to come, especially after watching today's training. Even though there was not many players there, it still looked like a very good vibe within the training center. Yeah, I mean, Mark DeSantos did say they're just annoyed and just pissed. They're not really frustrated, but there's a good frustration in the room right now mm-hmm. uh, that they can build off and kind of take that energy. So in our preview pod, you said you wanted to see more from Freddie Montero and Maxim Crapo in the game against Houston. Did you? I, I, I think I did. Freddie Montero, he got a go. He played, he played well, even though it was only a penalty. He still played a, a solid game. And Crapo, you know... It was tough. There was the VAR penalty. It was a good penalty too. Not much you can do about that. And the other two goals, you know, they were solid goals. So anyway, what were the things that you liked about the game, Ben? For me, I really liked the substitution of Las Bangura. I think he's quite a lot better than Lucas Venuto. Uh, Venuto actually hasn't been at training this week. Um, I'm not sure why. Um, But Bangura coming on, scoring that goal, um, almost Davies-esque. Uh, in the way he ran up the side of the pitch and mm-hmm. just dummied that defender, um, but also a great finish there. So I really, really liked Bangura's play in, in this game coming off the bench. Something I didn't like, well, there were two things. I don't like how VAR 
keeps getting involved. Yeah. I think it gets involved too much. It's good to have in the game, but it was just a little too much this week. Mm-hmm. And you saw Freddie, his goal came off a VAR review, and then the Whitecaps uh, were scored on on a VAR review. And that leads me to my second point I didn't like, and that was Derek Cornelius. He has cost the Whitecaps probably six points this year already. It's ridiculous. You look at the first goal, it was a lazy clearance, gave the ball right away, and Godoy was mismarked, mismarking his man in the middle, and just an open goal for Houston to go score on. That was Cornelius's fault, number one, a half clearance and a bad giveaway in the offensive end. And then, of course, he has a late challenge and gives away the penalty, which in the end costs us getting anything from Houston. So I realize he touched the ball, wasn't a big enough touch. Ref called the penalty. Derek Cornelius needs to sort his thing out because it's not good enough so far, and he's been the worst part of the Whitecaps season thus far, in my mind. So looking ahead to Seattle, the game's not for another week, but we can still take a look shortly at it. So what do you think about the game? The Seattle game? Yeah. I think it's going to be a tough one. Uh, Seattle, they've started the season really well, uh, and I would not be surprised if the Whitecaps are 0-4 at the end of next week. Well, you know, as I've said from the start, you know, you've got to always believe, and even though it's the Cascadia Cup and it's Seattle, who are a very, very strong team, I don't know. I, I always believe in upsets. I always believe in upsets. I always believe in the underdogs. I always cheer for the underdogs. We are certainly the underdogs. We, are the, we are the underdogs. I'm yeah. not going to deny that. But, you know, sports is interesting. That's why we watch it. Because in the end, we really never know who's going to win. Yeah, it's 11 guys on a day. And they're all good professionals. They've all made it to this point in their careers. So we'll look at it a bit more next week. Um, but as you say, and it's sports. That's why we watch. Anything can happen. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see next week versus Seattle. Yeah, for sure. So now we're going to introduce you to our interview, the head coach of Whitecaps, Mark DeSantos. We record at Thursday's training and it's awesome. We even asked him some very interesting questions. Uh, Mark DeSantos, head coach of the Whitecaps. Uh, so what's it been like your first few months in Vancouver and how are you acclimatizing to the city? Um, the city is, is, I don't think we, we need to really describe what the city is about. It's probably the, the best city I've ever lived in. Uh, but I, I feel always like in a mission when it comes to my role here and not really on um, being on vacation or visiting areas. I haven't visited much, to be honest with you. Uh, I've been fully committed and emerged in, in the work that we have to do with the team, but I can't wait to get more settled, I would say. Nice. Uh, what are you looking forward to about the Cascadia Cup? Oh, uh, understanding um, what it is about uh, our fans, uh, the rivalry between Seattle, Portland, and, and Vancouver. Uh, I never participated in it, but I understand the history around it. Um, and I, I'm fully um, fully uh, with with levels of ambition uh, that are very very high and I think the guys that have been here last year or the guys that have been around Seattle or Portland 
uh, like a player like Andy Rose uh, that's been in Seattle, they they understand what this means. What's it uh, been like integrating a whole new group of players and you yourself, you're new? And yeah, just everyone meshing together. How's that working? It's working well. Uh, the frustrating part or the disappointed part. We have a good frustration in the locker room, um, and uh, it's good. We're we're disappointed because we feel that we deserved points and everything that we've been building till day one. But I'm sure, and I know that when you work uh, with so much intensity and and sacrifice, and you pay a price, that that's gonna come. So. I feel that it's gelling, it's coming together. Guys are getting more and more together, and we're also learning about the players even even more. Very nice. Well, does training with no game at the end of the week have any effect on how you set up your training for this week with no game? If what? If what? You have no game at the end of this week. How yeah. does that change, you know, setting up the schedule for your training and how the training goes? Oh, yeah. The important is that you know that the guys that stay, so many guys, and it's good that we have so many guys out with the national team. It means that um, there's, there's quality in the roster. Uh, but... Um, what you need to do as a coach is the guys that stay behind, they need they need to keep a, a level of trainability that is high. So you can go down. It cannot be a recovery week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be a week that looks like a game uh, or preparing for a game. Uh, so I think that Tuesday and Wednesday we train with a very high volume, a lot of intensity, a lot of work put into it. Today it was a lower session because tomorrow we'll play 50 minutes against our development squad. So you have a, a portion during the week that looks more like a game. So we're going to have refs here, linesmen. Um, we're going to have a scenario that that is more looking like a, a, a regular game, but mm-hmm. it's only going to be for around 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Saturday we'll do another light session before the day off. And the important is that what, what you need to focus in a moment like that is to make sure that the guys that stay behind don't lose that level of, of trainability. For sure. Are there any hairstyles on the team that stand out to you? That... <laughs> no, I never, nobody asked <laughs> me ever this question. It's, uh, it's probably the best there is uh, Jasser Kimiri. It looks like a cartoon haircut. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. That's uh, going to wrap up. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much to Mark Dos Santos for being able to chat with us a bit after training. So, Tom, who do you think has the best hair on the team? Oh, that would have to go to Sir Speed Las Bangura for sure. Love it. It's crazy, interesting. It's awesome. What about you, Ben? For me, it would have to be Jordy Reyna. Lass and Jordy, they have similar hairstyles. I sometimes get them mixed up when they're on the pitch. For sure. I've, I'm guilty of the same thing every now and then. So anyway, Ben, want to give us the Whitecaps injury update? Well, the injury update got a little busier this week. Andy Rose left the Houston game with a concussion and a facial fracture. The same injury Canucks defenseman Alex Edler had earlier this month. Oof. He'll be out for the next couple weeks. Uh, he's still in Houston, actually, at the time we're recording this. His wife has flown down to keep him company in hospital, That's but nice. he'll uh, be coming back up to Vancouver in due time. Uh, Brett Levice returned to training this week, so that's awesome. a good sign. And uh, hopefully next week we've got options at left back with Ali Adnan hopefully coming and getting his visa all sorted out and Brett Levice becoming healthy. Uh, Jesse Kamiri and Simon Coline were training on the sidelines this week. Uh, we don't really know when they'll be making their season debuts. Uh, so... 
We'll also take a look at the development update. Uh, the under-23s went over to Calgary this week and took on new Canadian Premier League side, Calgary Calvary. They fell 2-1. to one. And they'll be now traveling to England for a series of games against some UK development teams. So nice. that'll prove to be a pretty good test. Do you want to bring us through what the rest of the academy did? Uh, yeah, sure. At uh, the Crossfire Premier, um, so which is in Seattle, sorry. So the U19s, they fell 2-0. It's only their second loss in 15 matches this season, so that's no problem, you know. You'll, even the best teams in the world lose every now and then. And the U17s also went down south to play Crossfire Premier, and they had a 2-1 win, actually. Uh, and there was a goal scored by Masad Habibullah, and he was actually with the first team earlier this preseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe later this year, if he keeps up his levels, he might actually earn an MLS contract. That would be awesome. And the U15s took a tough 5 nothing loss. Anyway, next up for the, all the academy teams is a home weekend against the Portland Timbers Academy. So that'll be a good weekend, and that's coming up at UBC at the National Soccer Development Center. So... We haven't got any Whitecaps action to preview this week, but with a handful of players on international duty, we actually have a bunch with Canada. Maxime Crapo, Daniel Henry, Russell Tybert, and Derek Cornelius are all with Canada as they take on French Guiana at BC Place this coming Sunday. Unfortunately, there's not going to be a homecoming for Alfonso Davies, and that was a big sell, uh, but he will be here uh, in the stands, but... Definitely not on the pitch. Tom, what are your thoughts going into this uh, Nations League qualifier for Canada? Well, I think it's a game that they can definitely win with the quality that they have in the team. And as I think Mark DeSanto said, it's great that there's a good amount of players from the Whitecaps going into the Canadian team for this game, which is great. But, oh, no, Davies, that's... Oh, it was brutal. And didn't he injure himself doing a celebration from his Bayern game? Yeah, definitely. He, oh, no. he did score his uh, first goal for Bayern. In Which a is 30, awesome. In a 30-minute appearance, too. That's quite a big That's appearance. That's great. It was a great win, too. Yeah, 6 nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not used to playing on grass and, he, I guess, being excited about playing on grass. He goes to the corner, slides on his knees, something he would never do on plastic no. grass. Uh, and he tweaks something in his knee and... It's nice of Byron to let him fly out and have a bit of his homecoming, and I'm sure he'll have quite the applause once he's put on the Jumbotron at BC Place this weekend, but he won't be on the pitch. Uh. <laughs> the uh, last time Canada played French Guiana, it was actually Davies, a 16-year-old at the time, <clears throat> who scored two goals against uh, that team in the Gold Cup two years ago as Canada went on to win. Canada should win if they put up... Uh, good number of goals, they'll come top of their uh, Nations League qualifying group and qualify for Group A uh, in the top tier of the Nations League, which will sp- uh, sp- speed up their World Cup qualifying process. And French Guiana, they're probably going to be in Group C for the Nations League, and they're not even a member of FIFA, so they wouldn't be eligible to make the World Cup regardless of their Nations League. So... That's the podcast for this week. Again, thanks, Tom, for being here. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back next week. All right. We'll see you guys next week for a good Seattle Sounders uh, preview. All right. We'll see you then.